Hey, Red. Hi there, Red. Welcome, Welcome to, to Red Square. Red Square. No commie talk, just common sense from, from a couple, couple of uncommon gingers. You got that right. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Well, what's been on your mind, Red? Well, well, one thing really, and it's not on my mind, it's on my mic. We have... <laughs> not on your mic. <laughs> on my mic. He has his own mic. Well, Oh, to, oh, he, he's using your where mic. Where did he get the mic? Ah, that's true. <laughs> Welcome, Jack. Welcome, Jack. Thank our, you, thank our you. New Guest, our very first special guest ever on Red Square, Jack. Thank you for joining us today. We uh, wanted to bring you on for a special focused, golf focused Red Square. There is something coming up that not everybody knows about, and it's called the British Open. And in fact, not even coming up. Oh, yeah. it started, right? Yeah, already started. Round one complete today. Uh, thanks to the two of you for having me on. Absolutely talking through this. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. I wanted to just uh, ask you a couple of golf questions. Well, wait, before you do that, let me tell you, go, go back and say, just give me one or two things about the British Open. Why it's significant? The significance is it's one of the four majors in golf. So golf's more, you know, it's an individual sport. Um, unlike, you know, baseball, football, where there's playoffs that wrap up at the end of the year, golf has four major championships with the British Open being one. They're almost like four little World Series. Correct. And all the biggest players make sure that they come to play. Exactly. So I found out doing some research that the British Open is the oldest golf tournament on the planet, starting in 1860, I think. Not I think. I know. I looked okay. that up. Um, and the first one was actually held in Scotland, and there were only eight people who played it. Eight people? Yeah. Wow. A little that, easier to win with eight people. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty interesting, <laughs> yeah. actually. Um, there, You were just saying before we started the show that they had their 150th? Yes, last year was the 150th edition at St. Andrews in Scotland. And St. Andrews is like this Refer amazing golf course, yeah. historically. Often referred to as the home of golf. And I'm like, wait a second, as a math guy, 1860 plus 150 doesn't add up. But they had. Hey, I, who invited him? <laughs> I know they they had to cancel it for World War One, right? And for World War Two, COVID, and for COVID. So I think that's what makes up those years. Um, Jack, I wanted to ask you a little bit about golf. Like, you seem like a pretty avid golfer. Me, um, not so much. Yeah, Red, tell us the extent of your golf experiences. Um, in the last. 25 years I've been to the driving range twice and uh, one time was with both you guys and the last time was with you Red just uh, this last week. This last week. And he was hitting him farther than me already. <laughs> it was fun. I, uh, I enjoyed it. I need to get a club I think that fits me a little better. Yours was a little, a little too, tall. too tall for me. Yeah. I have the hair, you're taller, so I don't know. It's sort of even <laughs> trade-off. <laughs> yeah, poor trade-off. But all right, but enough about us. Jack. So why are you here? Yeah, like how often do you golf? I I typically golf once or twice a week in the summer months. Obviously, living in Cleveland, you have a, you know four-ish months to golf a year. Yeah, so eighteen or nine. 
try and do 18. Sometimes I'll golf nine after work. So maybe, you know, I'd say maybe 27 holes a week is kind of the, okay. the average in All right. the summertime. Did you start golfing as a kid, or is this something that kind of started once you became grown? And Yeah, I started golfing as early, I would say as early as seven or eight. My dad played, you know, when he was younger, so I played with him occasionally. Did you have your own little golf set? I had the mini set. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I had the mini uh, Like, set. so was it a, it was a set made for kids? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, like people in my family have been golfers. My uncle, my mom's youngest brother, Uncle Kid, his son was a pretty good golfer. And he started when he was, I swear, like five years old. And my uncle paid someone to actually cut adult clubs down. It's one way to do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He, I, I don't know. I, he probably got them cheap at a garage sale I mean, you or can something. You do that for any clubs at, yeah. at, at a golf store. Can you? you I was going to. Oh, yeah. I think if you looked at kids' clubs, I would think they're, they're probably cheap. That well, are. that's one thing about golf that I feel like is a little bit of a, 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 little bit of a factor for entry. Like if I'm going to really go for it, I've got to make an investment in a set of clubs. Well, here's the thing about that. You will acquire clubs along the way until you figure it out. Unless you really are set on, on getting a set of clubs. But, like, I didn't get a set of clubs for 20 years. Well, I'm kicking myself for not buying this big old driver at the thrift store I saw for three bucks a few months ago. I, I was like, man, I don't know. It feels like it's a little too short. There's a dent in it. But I should have bought for it. Three bucks. You, yeah, right. For three bucks, yeah. you know. Full well, cent. The, the Value City, the thrift store not far from here, is uh, constantly has golf clubs. And they just, in the box, says, all golf clubs, $3. I told the wifey I was going to, like, buy a couple irons and buy a putter and buy a driver from that place. Hey, you should. Just swing in the backyard with wiffle balls. Exactly. All right. All right. Um, Back so to, back to Jeff. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to know because the time that I went on the driving range with you, I could tell you knew what you were doing, and you had. I was like, his gear is fancy, so it, it, the guy's got to know what he's doing, right? right? So just tell us, Jack. What's your handicap? No, what can you? Well, first of all, what can you? How far can you drive? That'll give us a good indication. If I hit my drive straight, I mean, I could hit it probably two seventy, two eighty. Two seventy? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Straight. I mean, that's that's not. That's not like what I typically hit it, but yeah, around two. On, on this side of the mic, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. When I hit one, and then my dry... peak athletic abilities. In this <laughs> side, so, you know, it's, I'm going on the opposite down. <laughs> so. Yeah, I have nowhere to go but up from where I'm <laughs> right. at right now. Um, but what is your handicap? I'm my curious. Handicap's 19. Um, I took lessons for the first time this year, which has helped. I'm really hoping to. You know, over the, the next couple months, get the handicap down a couple more. And... All, right, all right. Okay, so uh, wait, wait. Uh, I got to ask something. Okay. Okay, what is a handicap? All right. He took the words out of my mouth. What, what, what does it mean? Like, I feel like I, I know, but make sure. I, tell to be, me so to be I honest, know. I'm going to fit in I've the category. I've been for 20 years and I still don't know. Go ahead. I'm going to fit in the category of people that I know my handicap. To explain exactly the handicap is... I'm not going to get it maybe 100% right. The way I understand it is you take the average of your last 10 rounds and whatever you are over par is your handicap. Okay. Say I, that again. Say that again. So it so, changed. Yeah. Won't repeat that, please. So your last 10 rounds, okay. the average over or under par. 10 so rounds being 18? Yeah, that's a nine? round of golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I know that much about well, golf. Well, I did. I was thinking of just, just 
No. The game itself. But go ahead. So yeah. T- so you have to do ten games ten to rounds. qualify for a handicap. I, I think sometimes like, they'll take you know five would be okay. Like, okay. If you're starting okay. your for your very first handicap, they'll take your. Got it. You need at least five. So rounds. what you go to handicap R us or what? <laughs> <laughs> I use an app uh, initially. It's a free app. I use it when when we golf together. It has a GPS. So right, right. And I log my scores. Um, and I was doing the free version where it tracked my handicap, but it wasn't uh, official. Uh, oh, you needed the blue check mark. You needed the blue check mark. <laughs> I paid the eight dollars to get my blue check mark finally. Um, wow! And they eight bucks for a blue check mark. Yeah. You have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> the handicap. Yeah, he has no idea. Red. <laughs> I'll explain it to Red afterwards. <laughs> Go ahead. But yeah, um, so you use this app and I have established your handicap. And I've established it. It's an and official registered handicap. I, the number and all. So tell me again, it's 19? 19, yes. So that means you shoot 91 typically. Right around 90, yes. Okay. 91, it depends, because some courses, it's, par is not always the same in a course. Sometimes sure. So 72 is pretty typical though, right? Correct. Okay, so, so I was reading that I think it was only one in five golfers can get 90 or below. I'm trying to join that that group. It sounds like yeah. you've been doing it though. Yeah, my. Uh, What's your best round? My best round ever is an 83, which Damn. I played. Wow. Where? Uh, I forget the name of the course. It was in Kent. It was on the border of Kent and Brimfield. I played okay. with my fiance. Um, you shot better than a few people on the British Open today. Yeah. Was it, <laughs> there I would some say people? It was who... a lot easier of a course. An 83, but, huh? Yeah. Well, a lot of pars. A lot of pars. Um, was hitting the driver well that day. I. I a few times where I was in a little bit of trouble, I hit some long putts, which I've kind of struggled to do this year. So that really um, evened out a couple of bad right. shots that, you know. So when I went to the driving range and we got to go chip and putt a little bit at the end, I thought that was going to be the easy part. Hardest part. I thought putting was going to be the easy part. I was like, I played mini golf. This is this is not that hard. Oh, holy crap, man. That, that is well, very and hard. chipping is definitely one of the hardest parts because, you know, there's people with athletic ability that could just hit the heck out of the ball, you know, drive it, uh, put it on the green from, you know, 160-plus yards out. But when you get around the green, it's really – Changes the whole change, game. Yeah. I mean, the saying is drive for dough. Putt for – drive, drive for show. show putt, putt for, for dough. dough. <laughs> get it right, sorry, right. Sorry, <laughs> Get it right, Red. Come on. All right. Well, we are here, and I guess we should just go ahead and get into the Ginger Report. And today on the Ginger Report, we will talk about... All about the British Open. The British Open, right. And then we're going to throw a little betting angle at you. Well, yes. I, I dabble in golf bets. I know that... You've got a little system going on. Yes, I do. So, uh, the British Open, though, have you, I'm sure as a golf fan, you know the name Gary Player? I do, yes. As I was reading about golf and finding out about golf, this guy, I just thought, wow, this is fascinating. What led me to him right away is he's, he played in the British Open 46 times. 46 times? 46 times he appeared in the British wow. Open. That's, that's a, a lot. That's a record. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. that's a record. He has nine uh, major wins in his career. He won the British Open in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. 
59, 68, and 74. 59, 68, and 74. And 74 looks like it was his best year because he won the Masters that year, too. He was the PGA champ in 62 and 72. Wow. And he won the U.S. Open in 1965. Uh, I didn't know what this meant till I read about it, but he got the career Grand Slam, which means... He's won all four majors. Yeah, every one of these big and ones. And those four majors are... The Masters, the U.S. Open, the British Open, and the PGA Championship. And he won all four of those by the time he was 29 years old. Holy mackerel. Yeah, this, and then the guy plays for like two more decades. He's how, a... How old was he when he retired? I was trying or to... Like, retire? Well, I was trying to find that out. For some reason in my head, I thought he was swinging them this year, but he's not on the list for this year. He was an interesting guy, though. He's the fourth... Highest for majors wins in golf history. Okay. Very That's impressive. Yeah. Very outspoken about apartheid. He's from South Africa. So he said Nelson Mandela was one of his heroes and very outspoken against apartheid. That must have been really something back in the 70s and early 80s because that was powder cake material. Yeah. like, And then it, I was reading in this. It was I got lucky and found this interview. That was just him fairly recently. I think just two years ago, three years ago, I think it was 2021 um, that this interview was from. And he was just kind of freewheeling talking. And he was saying how he feels like the golf leaders are letting the game go. They're, the equipment's too good. The balls are too advanced. People are driving the ball too far. He was afraid that they're just going to start tearing up the course at the British Open. Because it's a Lynx course. Yes. Like that, I didn't understand uh, what that means. What is a Lynx us, course? Oh, a Lynx course, yes. So Lynx course, it, it, it's typically by the coast um, on kind of sandier grass, which is a little bit different than most courses. And really the defining characteristic is there's no trees. So the combination of no trees and being close to the course, the wind plays a giant factor. Uh, I was about to say no trees makes no. it way easier. Yeah, think, like when you're playing here and you hit your ball... You just go to the other fairway if there's no trees, right? That makes it easier. But with wind, it moves the ball a lot. It, uh, and on the, the ocean wind. Yeah, the ocean wind. Off the ocean, yes. Yeah. And then they have what, what are called pot bunkers, which, you know, normally a bunker might have a foot or two of elevation. Pot bunkers could be, you know, as deep as six, eight feet. Yeah, I've seen some eight where, feet. Eight feet is a long yeah. way to try to tip Actually, out. in that interview that I read with Gary Player, he talked about you need to avoid the bunkers there at all costs. What, what you'll see this week is you'll see guys needing to play sideways or backwards, so instead of advancing the ball towards the green, oh, because they'll get so be a close, of a, there's a no steep, way to, right. to you get just that can't, ball elevated. You yeah. can't like chip it or right. pitching wedge or whatever oh, it is. The chip does not go straight up. It goes off to an angle. Right. And, and, then and, then that, that cliff and when you're hitting into a waterfall right. <laughs> of, of sand, sand right? yeah. it's not even grass where you can't you know pop it up as high as, as, as you would off of grass. But to Gary Player's point about like where golf has gone with the technology, I think some of it's also um, sports science. You know, golfers are, look more like athletes than they did 30 sure, years ago. Sure, definitely. Um, you know, well, all they do is train year round. Right, and these well, players not nowadays would rather hit the ball, you know, 350 plus yards and deal with being in the rough if they're closer to the green. Where at a links course, if if you get the right conditions, you'll see some some challenging golf. Uh, it's, that's going to play yeah, hell with the people who are trying to... So, it, 
the links course then diminishes the power, the, it's the long be, ball strategy. Yeah, I, I have a fun fact for you. Um, oh, good. I so, love fun facts. So this year's The Open is at the Royal Liverpool in Liverpool, England. Um, last time was played in 2014. The previous time to that, in 2006, Tiger Woods won. Ah. Guess how many times he hit a driver in four rounds. In four rounds, how many times he hit a driver? Driver off of the. So in the entire tournament, tournament. because tournaments are four rounds: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Typically. Wait, wait, can can we have over and under? Um, yeah, what, is he fan duel or something? Yeah. I don't want to give the over and under because it's, it's a Zero. shock factor. One. Holy one, crap. One time. One time. One time. So, so, wait. Did he use like a three wood then? Probably a driving No, uh, He it, probably put, I, this is where I Aren't I all done. woods drivers? No. no. There's fairway woods. Right, there's fairway woods. Wait, so, the, the now you guys are messing me up. No, no, no. I thought every wood was technically a driver. No, there's a driver and then... Oh, They're getting geez. less common. The, the big stat one is the driver. Well, I remember I gave you the three wood. I yeah. Yeah, that was that, it. That was it's shaped like the driver, only smaller. I told you I used it because I couldn't control my driver, but it, it technically wow. is a fairway wood. Correct. So he was he may have been hitting some three woods, but he he had a lot of iron planes. So did he hit three woods because the the courses are shorter? Then? They're shorter and it's more strategic and and you need more accuracy. Accuracy yeah. where you'd okay. rather be in you know. X part of the hole than just hitting right. it way out there and you know and hoping you land well right so there's going to be I would say this week at the, the open there's going to be more strategy involved of how players go off the tee box okay and and who are the um, top contenders the top contenders so just uh, before the tournament started uh, the favorite was Scotty Scheffler. He's uh, number one in the world. Number one in the world. I know this only because of my DraftKings account. <laughs> I know because of gambling and DraftKings account as well. Uh, he's actually made the top 12 in 16 straight tournaments, which is, a, it's not talked about enough, but that is such a... Like, fantastic feat. Fantastic, feed. yeah. To be that consistent and that good. That's, right. Uh, that's a he's, very healthy accomplishment. What? I, he's in the top 20 currently. Yes. Isn't he, he tied for 19th or something came, right now? Yeah, tied for 19th. One, one under. One under. Um, depending on where you got odds, Rory was two. Some some books had him and Scotty tied. Uh, Rory was two? Rory was two. He won the Scottish Open last week. Yep. Birdied 17 and 18 to win. Uh, it was impressive. He hit probably about a 12-foot putt on 18. He, he birdied 17 and 18? That must have felt like a million yeah. bucks. Uh, and then... So they are the two highest outside of him, John Rahm at plus twelve hundred. Who I am a big fan of that guy, because when I make golf bets, I mostly just like on Monday or Tuesday when I have an hour or so, read a ton of articles about who the predictions say are going to win, and a, there were several that said he's going to win the Masters. And he did so, exactly. And I don't make like a lot of bets on golf I'll bet a little here and there on a few different guys to either win or be in the top 20 and when I bet on him and he hit oh my god it changed my DraftKings account I was so low I was like oh my god I might have to actually put my own money into this account Johnny Rom and he came through for me baby Seriously, I'd say you know, as a gambler, you, you gravitate towards the guys that win you money. So, and and you, and, you move away from the ones that cost you money. So. Hovland, Victor, 
I love that guy. I said his name wrong in my head for like three weeks. How are you saying uh, it? Hovland. Oh. And then when we were hanging out right before the Masters, we were talking a little bit about this. And I called him Hovland, and you were like, you mean Hovland? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. I've been saying it in my head. Every time I made a bet, I was like, come on, Hovland. Come on, <laughs> so right. so where, where is Ricky Fowler in all this? Oh, uh, he's one over. One over. He came in, I think, around uh, in the top 15 and odds. Oh, did he? he's, okay. Ricky's had a career renaissance this year. He yeah, he, I, he's been doing well. I got money on him and Rory. He's not one. Like a minor major recently? He won a tournament. It was his first tournament in years. And that was like just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was. I'm struggling to remember which which tournament it was. Um, But he's finished. The John Deere? I think he did win the John Deere. I think it was the John Deere Classic. Classic. Now I know a bunch of golf tournament names because of DraftKings. DraftKings. I I was looking at uh, Ricky Fowler. I wanted him to do well. I want... uh, Rom, I heard on the radio, and I've never listened to this, but on the radio randomly they said, our five-star bet for the British Open, and I'm probably going to say his name wrong, you're going to have to help me with this, Tony Finn... Finau. Finau, see, yeah. I was gonna, definitely going to say that wrong. They're saying Tony he's, he's Finau a, a top tier. is going to be in the top ten. Um, that That's our five-star lock for the week. You didn't have to pay for the pick. They gave it away for free. It was just on the radio. And I'm like, well, hell. I'd already made what I thought were my golf bets for the week, but they throw that 18% at you on DraftKings. Yeah, I take... I, I, I always yeah, grab... Every day. I, well, that's the thing. I was like, who am I going to put that on today? Or no, that was yesterday, but I went ahead and put it on him to be in the top 10. And, and where's he today? Like... I think he's only one stroke out of, or, yeah, to be in the top ten. I think he's one stroke. No, he's two strokes out of the top ten. Maybe three. But there's no cut out in the first round. No. Right? no. Okay, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, who has got to play like crazy tomorrow to make it that I thought was going to be totally good? Oh, yeah, he's plus two. He's 66th. Currently, so the top he seventy needs. will make. Oh, the, the top I with thought ties, it was, with ties. So and, I, and I thought it was top fifty. No, no top. So a hundred, hundred and fifty-six players qualify. Okay, but that's after two rounds, right? After two rounds. After two rounds. So, so you get so to play Thursday, Thursday and Friday. Friday. Yeah. And yes. then, and you, what you were like betting for Tiger to make the cut that one time? I did, and he. He did, didn't yes, he? Yes, yeah, he, he did, did barely because of ties make the cut. And then I think he quit that tournament, though, after that. Now my little Bet365 apps got me doing these uh, parlays where I'll bet that one of the ones I got going is Scheffler, uh, Rom, and Fowler are all three in the top 20. Okay. I got another one going where it's Fleetwood, uh... Oh, man. Uh, Xander, however you say Hopefully. that. Thank you. However you say that crazy-ass last name. <laughs> and then so who's like Scheffler. And then who's yeah. my... I can't remember who my third guy is. Maybe it's Max Homa. Oh, I like God. that dude, too. Yeah. He's won me he's some money. He's struggled in majors, but he's, he's played well outside of majors. So I got a couple of little top 20 finish, one top 10, one top 20 finish going in parlay stuff. You know, I, I'm not betting a ton, but it is fun betting on golf. It is fun. All right, so what, what do you got over there? You have these, like, 
Reams of paper. No, yeah, no, seriously, like, when we were hanging out before the Masters, because this, throwing it back, we actually just posted our opening day baseball episode. Right. And that was right when we were talking about all the golf bets for the Masters, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, okay. Cause, and I'm sure you had your share. Because really, well, the way that we met is because your fiancé and my wife worked together. Correct. So we were all hanging out together doing like a pre-game opening day party. And it was the second round of the Masters. Um, I'd say for the Masters, I went a little more all out than I typically would. You had a Excel yeah. spreadsheet Well, I had going. to do it to keep <laughs> It was straight. impressive. I, you know, some of my bets were probably cannibalizing other bets. You know, I probably should have done a little bit better job, but... Um, Still, that you had it all in, yeah. under one... You know, with sheet. you know that was the first major with with gambling being legal. Right. Yeah. Right. All the options were typically, you know, I do DraftKings and FanDuel like daily fantasy. I always do those for the majors. Um, and then with the Masters, I get invited to do another poll or two with you know people I used to work with. Okay. Or, you know. Or, and how does that work? You do that through one of these sites? Um, it's called Office Pool. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, it's called Office Pool. And yeah. I, I don't know the guy Appropriately that Appropriately named, it, right? Yeah. He, got, he gets a pretty good turnout. Um, it's $10 an entry for the Masters. First first place won 1300 Dang! Second, $500, and so far and down. So, I mean, there's probably oh, a couple you're... hundred entries in that. Yeah, yeah. wow. So, so, so you said you bet on every major? or I'm sorry, you, you compile statistics for every major? Uh, not, I don't compile statistics, oh. but I bet on every major. Oh, okay. That's cool. And That's I cool. do. I Jack has a computer running at home doing <laughs> simulations. You know, he's been running simulations for the British Open since the first of the year. Getting, what are you on? Like 25,000 simulations yeah. run at this point? You know, I'm getting, I'm getting married <laughs> at the end of the year. and I'm, I'm planning on using some of the, the money for, for gifts to... Uh, Fund some of my research and, and <laughs> buy a new driver. Pay, pay the subscription fees for uh, all the simulations and whatnot. What well, new drivers cost? A lot of money. Yeah. Those suckers cost. Yeah. Like yeah. I was nervous when when your wife read, let us uh let me borrow her driver because we're closer in height. I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to even swing this. I'm nervous. Yeah, you got you got unnervous real fast there. <laughs> yeah, I was crushing the ball with yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, the, a good club can make a difference. Yeah, it but can. let's go back. You have uh, compiled some uh, information there. I do. It's so, about the British Open, right? Yeah, the British Open. So I do. Um, I guess four pools you could call them. So I do one through DraftKings, one through FanDuel, and then two office pools where. Uh, it's a form of gambling, but really, you know, with DraftKings, you start with the salary cap. So, Scotty, yeah. Scotty Scheffler, Rory are the most expensive. I, I think in DraftKings, it's typically you have a $60,000 um, salary cap to pick six golfers. And what do you pay to get into that? What's so, your... for, the ma- for the majors, I do the big shebang, which is $25. It used to be $20. Okay. Uh, first place wins a million dollars, but it pays out. Pretty far yeah, down. Pretty Hands far down. Late, we'll call it. Um, well, so you, I, I just want to make sure I understand. You put 25 bucks in, for and a, then you're drafting your golfers and assembling a team. Correct. Okay. So uh, in the British Open, in the, the main DraftKings pool, there's 142,000 entries. The Masters, that gets closer to 250,000. Wow. So it kind of dwindles down, but... Um, 
So I do that, and then I also do just outright bets. So some of my bets I got going. Outright bets on on like, winners or traditional bets. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So like top finishes. Top finishes. Uh, did you so pick, what, did you yeah. pick somebody to win? What I did. did. You, what do you have going? The, the winners I have right now is I picked Rory using the boosted odds on DraftKings, so got it. Boosted from plus eight hundred to plus eleven hundred. I did the exact same thing. You know, uh, take, you have to explain this boosted odds. What does that mean? So boosted odds. So when uh, Rory was plus eight hundred to open the tournament, which would mean if you bet one hundred dollars, you would win eight hundred, or you'd net eight hundred. Okay. You'd actually get nine hundred back. Your one hundred plus the right, eight hundred, right. you win. Okay. So I use DraftKings always does a plus three hundred pre or major. Boost, so and you I'm, have to use it on the winner. On the winner, right. which is like mm. a little tough. So, so now Rory's up to eleven hundred. Yeah, so using that, I got him so up he's to eleven to one. So oh. I placed a five dollar bet to win sixty dollars. I did three dollars on him. So you're probably gonna be closer to twenty six or something. No, twenty seven. I so, no, no thirty four. Yeah, I'd say just over thirty four. Yeah, thirty. Uh, yeah, my math was off. Then they gave us a second one. The, the the plus three hundred. I didn't get this. I didn't. I got two. Wow. So I, I put the boat. I put one on Scheffler. Smart. Yeah. I was like, and what were the odds? I think he was plus seven and made him plus, plus like ten to one. Then. Okay, ten to one. Yeah, I was like, sweet. Yeah. And I then see, I, I checking. I did not. So when that. they do the the boosted odds thing, is it do they? Stand it's to just lose a money, or do, or, do, or do they make out on it? Because it seems like well, it depends on away. what yeah. you ki- yeah, who you pick, you pick and okay. how it works. Like they're the not, house always wins. Yeah, they're right, not dummies. Right, exactly. So if they bet on Rory and he doesn't win, they make a bunch of money. Yeah, um, and you bet on you bet on Rory. Correct. Right? And you bet. On Rory? I, I also bet on Rory, and then I put the other plus three hundred on Scotty. Okay. And then today I put the plus 18 on Tony. How do you say his last name again? Finau. Finau. Um, to be in the top 10. And while I'm making that bet, I'm saying to myself, I should probably just hedge it a little bit and say top 20. Oh, I should probably just do that. I could still get a decent payout. And then I said, no, I'm going to go with what the radio said. And then I'm going to either listen to him again or never believe them again. So what else you got over there? You said you were in four different, like... Yeah, so four pools. Yeah, all right. So we did. You didn't even get to tell us all your players on the first one. So the first pool... Um, so in the office pool, it's a little bit different than, you know, if anyone's listening that plays DraftKings or FanDuel, where you don't have a salary cap, but it's tiered. So you probably have about eight guys in tier one that you can only pick one player, and then tier oh. two, tier three, right? So yeah. you're picking... So you have to a, a nice mix. A nice mix, right? Um, so in that pool, I picked Scotty Scheffler... Is my tier one player. Okay. Colin Morikawa in the next tier. Justin Rose, Tom Kim, Patrick Harrington, who uh, is a former winner. He's in his uh, he plays on the senior tournament now, but he's been playing really well, and he plays a mix of the senior tournament and on the PGA. And then Matthew Jordan, who's uh, he plays on the DP tour, which is a European tour. Yeah, he's been playing pretty well. Um, so how many players did you pick? So you pick six. six. And the way this works is it, it counts your top four players, which ah. makes it a little bit easier, right? So you get a little wiggle room. Really so, so, like, if one guy doesn't make the cut. Correct, because that's you're not that could ruin right. you. In DraftKings and FanDuel, 
You could win on maybe get your money back if you have a guy miss the cut, but you're not going to win big money yeah, if you have one guy miss the cut. Right. right. So that, when you're doing those DraftKings and FanDuel um, tournaments for you know any golf tournament. So you've got to make sure your six guys make the cut. Make 70. And then really to win big, you need six guys. That, you need one to win. Right. Because you get points for birdies, pars, certain streaks. Oh, so along the way. Along the way. Oh, really? You get points for, for yeah, performance? For performance. But your big points come from placement. So first place, you get a bonus. Of, like on DraftKings, it's 30 points. Okay. So that's when you have 100,000 plus entries, those you three points that. separate. So in your pool, how many points will it take to win total? About. So the pool's different. Um, yeah. So this one, this particular uh, one, with six players. With six players, um, it, it doesn't do scoring by birdies or anything. It's just score. So okay. like, it adds up if you have a guy minus four, minus eight, uh, and cumulative, your four pl- highest players are minus 20. That's how it scores. Okay. And it depends the tournament. So, well, it's been it already an interesting uh, British Open to start. It has been, yeah. Like, okay, who's winning? Um, right now, it's an amateur. Yeah, who is this guy? He's six foot five. Who's this effing guy? Lampret from, I think South Africa. Yeah, I I've been like. All right, give me give me the. Wait, top all right, here's one other little thing that I find interesting. I don't know. Do you like this or is it annoying? I wake up in the morning and look at it, and half the guys are already done with their round. It is tough. It, it's cool that I'm, it's in a different country and like you get the different you know geography. And whatnot, but I mean, uh, to that point, this will be the major that I watch the least of because oh, really? of that because time, of the time change. Difference. Oh, the time well, change. last week at the Scottish Open, same thing. They move, they had to move up tee times because of bad weather. That the last group teed off at eight thirty local time, which was three thirty in the morning. morning. Yeah, um, Tommy Fleetwood is tied for first, and, and forever ago they did. Tommy a, Fleetwood is tied for first. They did a bonus bet. On the Bet365, the other app I use, forever ago, for him to win the British Open 33 to 1. Just randomly, I put $1 on it. Why and not? right now, he's tied for yeah. first. I'm like, hey, so that's here we active, go. That's an active bet for this weekend? Yeah, oh, it's awesome. happening yeah. right now. I wonder what the, they, if he plays again well <laughs> next round, they'll probably give me a cash out option. I wonder if he makes the cut. Tied for first? In minus five, you'd if, have to have an epic collapse. Yeah, yeah. if he just completely yeah. falls apart. You should dabble with your first bet and uh, bet on Tommy to miss the cut. <laughs> I keep trying to talk Red into uh, joining the fray, but he enjoys just I watching just enjoy me his, lose my money. Right. And his mind. <laughs> All right. A couple of funny golf facts. Couple. I have, When you were talking about Gary Player, I, I found this... Uh, little bit of information about Lee Trevino. Lee Trevino was also around the same time, a little bit older than Gary, or younger than Gary Player. Lee Trevino had a golf game on Nintendo, if I remember correctly. Like, one of the first ever, like, golf games for a home console. Oh, really? Was Lee Trevino, Lee Trevino Golf. There you go. But anyways, Old this is golf. amazing. It said, he has been struck by lightning. <laughs> three times. What? <laughs> Three times. No, wait. I thought lightning didn't strike at the same place twice. 
He was, Unless you're Lee Trevino. Right. He was hospitalized and knocked out of the game unconscious in 1975 at the Western Open. He's in a tournament. And, and gets, he gets hit, hit by, by lightning. lightning. It's pretty I, shocking. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sorry, Jack, you and, you and Red over here are the punniest. Oh, terrible. I, He's a fine man, either. That one was pretty good, actually. You guys teed it up for me. The last one last What about... Somebody somebody make him stop! All right, you're going to hear the door close because I'm leaving. (laughs) Jack, it worked. Oh, is it about to be red and Jack? No more red squared? All right, I found this, and I thought this was just kind of funny, kind of interesting. Null Arbor links. The longest golf course in the world. It's a 848-mile, 18-hole par 72. There's 18 towns along the Erie Highway. I think that's how you'd say Where it. Where is this place? In Scotland, I believe. E-Y-R-E. And you said 186, how many miles? 848 miles. On a golf course? Well, you have. there's one hole in each town, and there's 18 towns along this highway. I only and, have one thing to say. I'd hate to be that greenskeeper. <laughs> and it says if you, most people should take four days because of the driving in between holes, right. but some people who are willing to speed can get it done in three days. Wow. A little fun fact about a, is a, fun fact. a golf course, longest one in the, on the planet. So I found something that you would think, like, what do you think is the most... Uh, the country that has the most golf courses for its population. Like per capita? Per capita. Very good. Oh, see, I'm learning stuff. Can you give uh, a continent as a clue? I'm saying Scotland. Uh, no. I'm wrong with Scotland or no? Well, I'm not going to give him a clue. Because I'm right Is with Antarctica? Scotland. Antarctica? Because what, what other continent? Oh. No, it's the... It's the bo- <laughs> Dang, that's tricky, yeah. Jack. Is there a course there? Probably someone carved one out. Uh, there may be one. It's not recognized on the PGA Tour. So I looked this up. Just the, the state of California has a per capita of 32,079 people for every golf course. Okay. Okay. So, I, you, so you would think like... That seems pride. low. That yeah. seems low to me because my hometown in Nebraska has around 25,000 people and there are two golf courses. But that's there, there's a or there's a state and a town, you know. There's a difference. True, but so, I'm, but the the country. I'm going back to the country. The country that has the highest per capita golf courses per people is Iceland. Hmm. Interesting. Because the population's so low. Yeah, it has um, has one for every six thousand Icelanders. One golf course for every six thousand. And it's still, I'm sure it's still popular when you can get out in the summer. Well, this, uh, I love this. It says, although the season is short, late May to early September, but between early June and late July, people can play past midnight. Oh yeah, because all day. Yeah, Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah. Oh yeah, I can see that. And that doesn't. How long is that season again? Uh, Early May to late. September. September. That doesn't. That's not that much shorter than this season no, no, here no, in no, Cleveland. No, really not. I mean, I would trade off um, not playing past eight o'clock for winners that we at least it right. stays late till five thirty. 
Because I assume in Iceland, yeah, they don't see the sun. The midnight for a month. sun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get like two, two hours. hours. But how many times have you played at eight o'clock and you Not hit your ball and you don't see it? The few times I've played that late, it, it, it gets tough to see. Oh, it's really tough. Yeah. So what else you got, Red? That well, really, I was gonna say thank you very much, Jack, for joining us. I feel like that's. But, but wait. Oh wait, you have something. <laughs> There's wait. more. It's time for a ginger bit. A ginger what? A ginger bit. I thought we called them ginger bites. Well, it's a sort of a bite. It's a little bit smaller. Oh. <laughs> oh, you saved that one. So, so this is a joke I found on the internet. You didn't write it. I didn't write it. it Step a, up your game, Red. It's a golf joke. A golfer was on his way home and gets pulled over by the police, who says, Did you just tee off on the 17th hole about 20 minutes ago? The golfer answers, Yes. Did you happen to slice your ball over the trees out of the golf course, says the cop? Yes, I did. How did you know, says the golfer. Well, said the policeman gravely, your ball flew into a, 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 the main road, crashed through the windshield of a BMW, the driver lost control of the car, and crashed into six other cars and a fire engine. The fire engine was, was unable to reach its destination, and a building burned down. So the cop said, now what are you going to do about that? The golfer hesitated for a moment and then says, I think I'll close my stance and loosen my grip. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That's really bad. That is so bad. Jack, I don't, I'm sad we have to end on that nonsense, but okay. we really appreciate you having, or you coming on to the show. We really loved having you. Thank you. Our first special guest. Jack the Golfer. Jack, I knew you were going to end with that. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Come back. Well, I think this wraps up another fantastic episode of Red Squared.